Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, everybody. You are now listening to the Overflow And podcast. we are back. Hello, everybody. How you doing? It's cold out here because I'm outside. Welcome to this week's episode of the Overflow Podcast. As always, I am Hawking. And, I'm and I and am we Jim. here because uh, what we do, we got nothing else going on. Uh, today I decided to do it outside because it was warmer, but now it's getting colder, so we got to get done because my toes are freezing. And uh, unfortunately, I got to go to work tomorrow. Boo hoo hoo me. <laughs> so uh, as always, what up, Jay? What's going on with you? Um, what you been up chilling, to, man? Chilling, you know. Working everything that I spoke about two weeks ago. So just stuff, stuff. Um in this entrepreneurship season that I'm in. Oh. Pastor Jay is doing Pastor Jay things. Oh, we got you. Jay doing Pastor Jay things and then just doing Jay things. Um doing legacy things. Um the new, the new, <laughs> the latest. In this chapter. So I, I convinced, well, not I convinced, I talked to Magda about um, maybe starting to um, write some things down, maybe do some videos about us, you know, doing this whole, this whole trip, right? This whole legacy, road to legacy thing. So right. that, that, that might come in the future. But um, newest thing is I had a meeting yesterday about the whole nonprofit thing. All right. And how to do that and how that helps. And now we're, it sounds like we're officially going to be, we're going to start going through the process of being licensed through Foursquare. And the best thing about that, Joaquin, is that they license me, I license you, we're all licensed. Oh, interesting. I don't, I don't need that license. I'm not applying. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't make me that. Um, <laughs> Wow, that's what that's what's up. That's dope. Um which might not push back on. Yo, might not push back on. So I hold bet. on a minute. License. I'm not here to be licensed. I'm not here to be pastora. I'm here to be pastor's wife. I support, I help, or whatever, but I'm not looking to be a pastor. Dude, it was interesting to watch. Then say, Yeah, we need you guys, and we'll get both of you licensed. She was like, Oh, hold on a minute. And to watch like their reaction to that. Like, um, well, uh, and I'm meanwhile, I'm sitting right next to her, just cracking up. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like, just cracking up because it was almost like, oh, wait a minute. So, you don't want to be a pastor? She's like, I'm a pastor's wife. Help me support him, be here for him, cover, pray, all that stuff. But I'm not looking to be licensed. I don't need to be licensed, right? Like, no, you don't need to be. So, okay, then I'm good. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's the thing, though, right? That's funny, right? Because that that's that's straight out of um, kind of that, you know, charismatic side of the of the faith, right? Where it's like the husband and wife both get, you know, get get licensed. They're both pastors or whatever, and and uh, right. you know, now, I understand. I understand why they want us both to go through like the course and whatever, you know, 
because even if I'm the pastor, we're one, and whatever struggle or whatever I have, um, like she'll be affected as well. Like our home will be affected as well. But she was like, okay, I get that. But that doesn't mean that I got to be a pastor, right? I don't have to be a pastor. I don't need right. the license. Jay, she was like, Jay's the one, you know, he's got the calling and um, he's got the degree. <laughs> he's got the theology degree or whatever. Um, so I'm his wife. And I know what the Bible says about being his wife and supporting him, but I don't need a license for that. And I was like, well, actually, you do. Like, we got the marriage license. <laughs> but, but the funny thing was, like the re the reaction, right? The reaction that the people had to Magda like pushing away and pushing back on the getting licensed thing. So, right, it was one of those things where I wish I was recording. <laughs> I was wish I was recording. The, yeah, the, the, yeah. So. yeah, that's a new thing, man. That really is, right? It seems to be a new thing, kind of generally speaking. Generally speaking, by having two people licensed or whatever, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah it, was like, it was one of those things that when I'm laughing and after everything, I was like, man, I wish Kenito was here so he could see how, how like, adamant you were in pushing back, but more so he could see their faces because it was like, um, like, it was almost like, this is the first time we hear this, <laughs> we get this yeah. pushback. Like, it, they're probably used to the, the, the wife being more the most excited about getting licensed, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I can't wait to get licensed. And they're like, you know, and the husband's like, yeah, it's cool, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pastor Jay gonna start out this this new journey. Couple years, Pastor Jay's Four Square Church. That's what it's, that's what it's gonna be called. Pastor Jay's Four Square Church in Akron. It's gonna be church. It's gonna be called Iglesia Cuadrangular. Cuadrangular. You gotta stress that at the end. Cuadrangular. <laughs> it's like, yo, this dude got bubbles in his mouth. Um, yeah, that's yeah, what's yeah. up. That's I, I like the idea of, you know, so like we talked about this, right? We're going through this whole thing, which is weird. Like, we're going through um, church planting and licensing in a pandemic where they're trying to keep churches closed. But, um, Hey, in another lifetime, I was known also as the rebel leader. So, um, but it's interesting. And um, and through this all, and through this all, I'm just like, yo, like, you know, whatever it is, whatever it takes. And we were talking, a lot of other people that are in the in the court with us, right, are doing this with us. I think they're like 15, 16 couples. Um, they know like the end answer right so they know where they're going to go to plant um whether it's god-led or organizational leading right? right um they know where they're going some of them have gone and have moved to this place and already um establishing themselves in the community and stuff like that right and when it comes to us we're like mm. yeah, we don't know where we're going <laughs> We don't right. know where God is sending us. You know, we know, we know that this is something that needs to be done. We don't know where it's going to happen. So we don't know right. if it's here, if it's somewhere else, if it's in another country. We don't know where God is going to send us. We just know that he's telling us to do this. And right. talking about the organization isn't like um, 
oh, well, let's lead you. Oh, oh, well, let's look at where we need you, right? It's like, hey, we're here. We're with you. We're here for the journey, too, right? right. We're going to be sure that you're prepared and you're ready so that when God finally reveals it to you, like, you're going with all the tools and all the backup and all the, everything necessary, right? So right. I think I think that's the... I think that's dope, right? Because not a lot of organizations will be like that. They would be like, hey, well, we need people here. Go here, right? Or, oh, well, you don't which, know yet that... Right, which which is not a which is not a bad thing. I think I think we've we've gotten I think we've gotten a little too tight into um where you know the, quote unquote the Abrahamic, the Abrahamic covenant the what the Abrahamic covenant go to a place where I will lead you yeah you know yeah we got so yeah I mean I, and that but that's you know but that's so true because whenever you talk and this is right across like you know, the void in Christendom, right? Because it's kind of like God's called me to ministry. Why? Or where's God called? Well, God, I feel God's calling me here. I feel God's calling me there. And it's like, well, you know, um, why not, you know, if you, if, you, if you feel that God's called you, but then you, if you're within this organization that is doing things the right way, you know, maybe they have they have maybe they have where guys where where you would your skills will fit to. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I think we yeah, we've got. If they tell us, hey Jay, you're bilingual, you're Spanish, right? You know Spanish and English, and you know your wife being Polish. There's this city in this state that has uh, <laughs> as it as it just so happens. They have like a large Latino and a growing Polish population, right? We would love right. it if you consider going there, right? And you know, Magda and I were just like, "Hey, let's go for a weekend and that, check it out," right? That would be a very strange city, but yes, a very strange city <laughs> of how of how Manchester said a city of dumb criminals. Um, <laughs> but like, I'm just saying, like, if that would have happened, right? We want to be against that, right? Okay, well, you know, because it's it's still for the same mission, right? It's still for the right. same mission. And the mission is, you know, reaching people for the kingdom, right? So right. if God is going to send us, then, you know, we're going to go where God send us. But if the organization that we're partnering with tells us, right. hey, can you consider this place, then we will consider said place, right? right? Like right. That's, not, that's not something yeah. that we're against. And yeah, I'm saying the nice thing about that too is that you know you're allowing you're allowing uh this organization or these group of people, you're also allowing them to see what your skills are and to be able to take those skills and translate them to a place where right you're gonna be able to do kingdom work, you right. know, um I want to say efficiently, that's not the right word, but where it'll be a, a, a better mix of, or a connection of how you can do kingdom work there um, instead of, you know, whatever, like, oh, I'd love to go to Florida, you know. Yeah, that's where God's or calling me. Not, to Florida. Or, or not doing it because, you know, the donkey didn't speak, right? Because a lot of us like to, like, get super spiritually deep when sometimes it's not that deep, right? Um, right. If, if, if it was a secular position and it was like, hey, um, Jay, um, 
we have an art director position open in Nevada, and it's going to pay $150,000 a year for the first year, and then whatever, right? I'm like, yo, baby, we're moving to Nevada. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. But it's no, like, here's the, we're we're man, done. We're out. When it comes to like like church or organizations, say, hey, there's a need for a pastor in Nevada. Oh man, I gotta pray about I gotta, it. I gotta pray about it. See, that's what we, what God really wants from me because I don't want to go to Nevada. <laughs> right, right, right. Or or right. even like you were saying earlier, you know, um, or even like you were saying earlier, like you know, oh well, I'm bilingual, so I should be in a place. Where where that's gonna be that's gonna be helpful and you know while that makes sense right and on a kind of on, on one level but what if on another level that's not where you know right that's not where you're supposed to be right. and being I open mean, right and, I mean, and being to be open honest, to be honest I was asked like I was asked would you do service in Spanish right like, would you have service in Spanish in your church plan. And like my answer was fast, right? My answer was fast. Um, if if there's a need for it, <laughs> right? Like there's a need for it, yes, right? If I have to, because there's a need, yes. But I'm bicultural, meaning that I was born and raised in in, in the states, New York specifically. While my parents are Puerto Rican, so for me, like yourself. English is my first language. Right. Right. English was my first language. Not Spanish, and then I learned English. Right. English, and then I learned Spanish. Right. right. So, you know, but I do know Spanish. So if I had to, right, if there was a great need and I had to, of course, because I'm I'm gonna do what I have to do for the Lord. And like even with Baghdad, right? <laughs> Baghdad doesn't want to do anything, whatever. And there was a growing Polish population, and they started going to our church because they heard that the pastor's wife was Polish, right? Well, baby, it's time for you to start a Polish home group, or if they want to meet at the church, it's time for you to start a like a Polish service for them, right? And start teaching, and let's go, let's make it, let's let's make it happen. Because like, if, let's say that the Lord moves us to Poland, right? Until I learn that hard, hard, super difficult language, right? Right. She's the one gonna, that's going to have to be at the forefront of things, right? Even if she's translating for me, right? It's still going to be, everything is going to have to go through her until I learn that language, if I learn that language. <laughs> right. Right? I mean, so, yeah. And it's funny because I learned that, I learned that um, early on, like when I was, I think when I was 12 years old, we went to the Dominican Republic on a mission trip. Um, my right. mom, my dad, uh, my little sister and I. And there was this pastor, puffed up, full of himself, who said that um, he was there because God had told him that he had to be there, right? El Señor me llamó para estar aquí con ustedes en la República Dominicana, whatever, right? Dude, like, two days later, he was on a plane back to the States because mission, the mission field is real, right? The mission field is real. And when he saw that, um, that we had to bathe in the same river where they bathed their animals or where they took the animals to drink 
And that was the same water that they used to boil so they could use for drinking and for cooking. Dude was like, yeah, this ain't it. <laughs> right. Like, ain't it. So, yeah. Hey, call me Santo Domingo, not, not to the campo. <laughs> I call me to the capital. I want to be a mission. I want to be on the mission field, but sleeping at a three or four star hotel. And then just, you know, somebody, and get a driver to drive me to these places just so I can preach and leave. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's like when, uh, you know, I was in college and the college groups would go do the summer trips and summer mission trips. And, you know, the ones that always got filled up quick, right, were the ones to like Panama City or, you know, the beach, right, somewhere. Those those were that, that always got filled up quick. Um, you know, I mean, and it's human it. nature. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's human nature. Uh, and, and I guess it's, it's immaturity too, right, to some of it, some of it. Definitely, and it's and it's uh, and it's also it's also um, uh, uh, a focus correction that's needed, right? It's also like a like bad perspective, right? So right. you know there are a lot of right now because of social media, there are platforms for um, certain people to become quote unquote Christian celebrities, but like we mentioned last week, right? There have always been Christian celebrities just. You know, they've been more, they've been um, more just for more in the local church rather than on this, on the larger scale because of social media now. Right. And so this guy was like revered by everybody, you know. And so he went on that, he went on that mission trip. <laughs> and then, so it's funny because after the mission trip, us as a family, because there were a lot of us there, but us as a family, we went from DR to PR. Right, and I remember my dad being like mixed. Like he didn't know if he was happy, like, if he was proud of me. He was proud of me and pissed at me, right? Because you know how how Latinos are. For family vacations, they buy clothes for vacation, right? right. So we knew that we were going to Puerto Rico after after the mission trip. So of course I had new clothes. Right? I had like new sneakers, new clothes, and whatever. But since we went to the mission trip first, right, I went to Puerto Rico and with an empty suitcase. Right. <laughs> with an empty suitcase. And I remember having like some kids cut off shorts and some kids fishnet t-shirt. Right? Because it was that deep. I gave away everything I had because I knew that I can easily get more for mommy and poppy. And I had stuff at home because this was vacation clothes. Right? Right. And like dad, yo, Poppy was like mad and proud. Like mad and proud. Mad and proud. Like, yo, I wanna punish you because those are new clothes, but like I'm proud of you because like, you know, you gave <laughs> you gave what you had away to the needy, but oh. yes. <laughs> like next time, no new clothes for vacation. Which is something I never understood anyway. Like, why are you buying me vacation clothes if I'm going to Puerto Rico to be in the campo riding horses and like <laughs> being in yeah. the in the dirt, right? I never understood that, but um, but yeah, you know, it's 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 it's. And maybe we can use that. We can talk about that on an episode of of the Overflow, right? Because the call is the call, but right, the mission is the mission, and the right. mission they all go hand in hand. But the mission was first, 
right? To go out into all the world, you know, preaching, you know, making disciples and all that. So the mission comes first. If you feel called to something, it goes with the mission. So if you were told to go out into all the world, right? If God leads you and he impresses upon you where to go, then dope. But if you're connected to do work with a Christian organization that sends people out, right? that's still right. mission. And the call yeah. is always like under the mission, right? Right, so, right. Because if, right. if you're calling us to preach the gospel, why, why does it matter where you preach the gospel, right? Shouldn't it be, you know, you're just preaching the gospel. It's not, you know, and, right. and, and, you know, I think we've been, and I think that's the problem. We've been suckered into thinking that we need to know where we're going, right? I need to know where I'm going. I need to know that I'm going there. And it's like, man, eh, do you, do you really? Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it has to be under the Abrahamic covenant because when God called Abram out of, of Ur, he didn't tell him where he was going. He was like, take your right. family and your belongings and go to a place where I will show you, right? So while he's there and walking. Yeah, well, remember then Paul would talk about, hey, I'm going to send you these two dudes. I'm going to send right. you these guys. I'm going to send you Apollo. Right. I'm going to send you um, Barnabas and, and Timothy, right? And John so, Mark. Yeah, so Apollo's over there just chilling, thinking, ooh, I'm going to go to Rome. You know, and, and it's like, okay, Apollo, I need you to go to this backwater town. That's <laughs> that's that's where you gotta go. Apollo's thinking, like, oh man, right. okay. But he went back think, like, oh man. There's and a I need, think there's a need in this city, in this town, to hear about Jesus, and that's what I'm sending Right. And right. I and I think that's funny, right? I think that's funny. I think that's what triggered when you know, like the whole idea of well, because because you have a skill set, you know, that means you need to go to where you can use that skill set. It's almost backwards, right? Almost, right. right? It's almost like, well, no, you, oh, it's great that you have this skill set, but, um, you know, your grace isn't sufficient for me when you can fall back on your skill set, right? You got to, sometimes you got to go outside of your skill set, and that's what you got to do. And I, I think we, we tend to want to look to serve God within our skill set. Well, I, I think I think that um, you know, it, well, first of all, I think that this is where we're gonna land, or we're gonna land for this episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just but, like, speaking, right. But I think that that the skill set, like, you have a certain skill set, and that skill set doesn't doesn't need a specific zip code or city or location for you to use, right? Right. So. So let's say, like, um, secularly, I'm a designer, right? As a designer, especially in today's remote work, re remote employment world, right? I can go anywhere, right? right? Anywhere, and I can design for anybody, right? Even if I don't speak the language, like, I can still design anywhere, Right? Any country around the world, whatever. I do the design, somebody else can add the copy. Or they can give me the copy, right? And I can add it to my design. Um, it's like when um when I when I when I worked at Cox Media, I was art director over the Spanish paper, but 
the bulk of my designers were in India. Right. right? So I would give them the images, tell them how I want the layout, and give them the copy. And without knowing Spanish, they would design the ad or design the page for me. And if there was some grammatical stuff or whatever, sometimes, sometimes they would add the, the instructions that I would put in along with the copy. So I would have to do some editing and some fixing there. But they still designed the ad and just put in all the Spanish copy. So like I can do that anyway. So my skill set is anywhere, right? Uh, my degree is in theology. So, and, you know, I'm an apologist at heart. So I can preach the gospel. I can evangelize well, anywhere. Right. right. Anywhere. Right. If it's like spiritual skill set, I can pray for people anywhere. I remember the first, I mean, <laughs> one of the times, and I think you were there with us, um, the first time that Magda ever got up to do ministry with me, she was praying for people in Polish. Right. Like she asked me, can I pray for people? Like if I pray for people, can I pray for people? So I, of course. Right. Um, but I pray in Polish. Can I pray in Polish? Of course. Right. And don't worry about it. It's a Spanish charismatic church. They'll probably just think that you're speaking in tongues. Right? Exactly. What do they know? Right? Technically you are. Right. But, you know, those things can be done. Anyway, that's how the gospel was spread. Right. If you look at at biblically like a, a Bible map of, of how the world was then. So now you can see that Paul went to Turkey, went to like Asia. It was like in all these places. You look at at like his the 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 map of his mission of his mission trips, <laughs> mission trips, um, with a backpack. Um, you know what I mean? So like the the again again the mission, which is the Great Commission, supersedes the calling. Like the calling is always under the mission, right? Or, or the commission, right? It always falls. It has to line up, but it has to fall under the go out into you all, into all the world, and create disciples, teaching them what I have taught you, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then you know through Jerusalem, what is it? <laughs> Jerusalem, Samaria, Judea, and all the world. Right? So, yeah. So that, yeah. So 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 that's the thing, and a lot. And, and you're right, like, and and it's across the board because, <clears throat> you know, you were raised Baptist, I was raised charismatic, right? And but there are a lot of things that are taught wrong across the board, right? So a lot of like one of those things, like, oh well, you know, if you're called to that, or if you're called to this area, called to that area, and and it's not to say that the Lord won't call you or lead you to a certain area. But it is also to say that um, sometimes, you know, the organization or the church that you are connected to and doing work for anyway will ask you to plant in this specific area. Right. In city, in this state, in, <laughs> in this country, right? It could be. Right. And, you, and, and it's not something that you, that you would have to say, oh, no, well, I don't feel called. I don't feel called to 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 that city, right? Well, what city do you feel called to? I don't know. I'm still waiting for for God to, for God to tell me. Where, where again, if it was your job saying, "Hey, we need, we would love if you fill this position in this city in this area," 
wow, hey, yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for considering me. Yep. Right? Um, yep. I'm in. Yeah, and, and I think... Was that? No, go ahead. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and that was funny. That I just, I just think of, um, like, all the different things when people talk about, you know, they feel, oh, God called me to this, or God's called me to that. And it's, and it's funny because I was just thinking how, like, you know, Foursquare doesn't really have, uh, from what you've told me, doesn't really have, like, full-time pastors, right? It's all very, like, bivocational. Bivocational, yeah. Like, work, right? And it, But it's funny how in, in um, how, you know, we, we talk about, oh, God's called me to X, but it's got to be, like, full-time, right? It's like this weird, you know, God's called me to... You know, one that's fun, easy to poke poke at, right? God called, oh, God's called me to like worship ministry, right? And it's like, oh, okay, well that's cool. Hey, I need a, I need to worship, because this this has happened to me, right? Yo, I need a worship, right? I need a worship pastor. I need somebody to lead worship for my youth group. You know, like every week. Oh, I gotta pray about that. What? Then God called you. Then God called you to worship ministry. They called God you called you to lead worship. Like, why I'm giving you an opportunity to follow that calling, <laughs> you know? And and it's like, okay, wait, wait, so did God call you? Oh, I get it, because I got six, right? God didn't call you to that. God called to, to lead worship at the big church with the big youth group. That, that, that's, ah, uh, that's. Or, or, or God didn't call you to lead worship for the youth for the youth ministry because you want to lead worship at the big church on a Sunday with all the lights and all the people. Uh, oh, and, and because you, and because you want to, you want to release that worship EP you got. And you know, those six kids in the youth group ain't go, you know, they'll buy it, but that, that'll be it. Right. That, that's as far as it's, it's going to go. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> you it's funny, know. Because I was telling somebody, in, in in the in the in the church planting Zoom meeting, I was telling somebody, yo, like to be honest with you, I didn't know that there were paid ministry positions or paid pastor positions, like whatever, um, until I moved to Georgia. Like my whole life, I thought everything was bivocational. Right? right. My grandma was a pastor, she was also a social worker, right? Social worker by day, pastor by night, right? You know, my pastor in New York. Um, he started, first he was a cab driver when he first planted, and then he worked in the hospital, and he did other things, right? So every, and then me, every position I've held, I worked, right? And right. even, even I don't know, if, I don't know if I told you this, but even when um, when mom started going to VCC, um, they asked her if she wanted to um, take over children's ministry, right? To run children's ministry since... Like, I told him, you know, she used to do that back home, and she was a teacher in New York City for 30-plus years, right? They And then when they... <laughs> she was like, oh, wow, like, that would be cool. Like, I love it here, whatever. And what turned my mom off um, was when they offered her money for it, right? When they offered to pay her, like, to cut her salary and whatever, she was like, paycheck, salary? It's like... You don't pay me to do the Lord's work. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, like I do, I do that. I do that because I love God and I love like teaching kids about who God is, not not to get paid. 
And then, like, she was, like, pissed about that. She was like, what is that? What kind of nonsense is that? I'm like, well, Mom, you are retired, so, you know, it's it's like a little stipend. Like, you put gas in your car, right? Yeah. <laughs> your groceries, you know, you're on a... <laughs> you're retired, you know? You It's like, you only have this amount of money, so now you got this little extra. It's, it's a good it's a good thing. Yeah, just just like, Mom, think of it as, as you know, la ofrenda, right? The... the, the, the... <laughs> you take for the guy that came to preach right I, you know you take a little friend die to help him out that's the same thing i should have warned them and told them you know hey we're gonna give it a love offering i think jay calls it an offrenda an offrenda so i should have warned them because that yo like that like that really like irked her that irked her that irked her like when when she first saw me walking into the church with a cup of coffee <laughs> right 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 but you know but then but you got but then you got the opposite, right? You get people that they'll be like, "Oh, I'd love to do that. How much you gonna pay me?" Right. And it's like, you know, it's like, oh, I, I, you know. I remember when I was with when I was um, youth pastor for um, for PC for Hebron, and I was under AG, and I went to a sectional meeting, and dude, like these other youth pastors were there talking about their pastor, their pastoral career. And how they're just doing the whole youth pastor thing for for a while, so they could uh, be promoted to be like senior pastor of a church. And I was like, "Hold on a minute! First of all, you guys get paid." <laughs> Charles, we got you got some spending to do. Wait a minute! First, you guys get a paycheck for this. Hold on a minute, and then after right, that. Right. Hearing, you know, yeah, you know, like like rock star pastor status, right? They're like, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna do this for three years so I can um, get a promotion and get my own church. I'm like, what? What am I? What am I hearing right now? Like, I I, I didn't know that existed again until I moved yeah. to Georgia. Yeah, I I done I had done interviews where they asked me that. They were like, do you see youth ministry as a stepping stone to become a becoming a pastor? Like, do you, like how long do you see yourself doing youth ministry? I was like. You know, uh, I mean, at the time, I was like, forever? I don't. <laughs> I mean, I had a youth pastor that he just retired. Not, uh, I think he retired a couple years back or a year or so ago as a youth as a youth pastor. Like, he ne he was like, I have no interest in, in being a pastor. I just want to work with youth. I want to work with kids. So and that was his whole career. Being a youth pastor is harder. Ah, no doubt. It is harder. It's a lot harder. Being a youth pastor is a lot harder. You deal, you have to work with kids and their parents. Yeah. Right? And sometimes it's... I'm going to say it's harder. It's that, that they both have their challenges. And sometimes it's harder because you have to deal with parents for the for their kids. For their kids. Now, if you're at a big church, like a, a mega church, being pastor is easy. It's the easiest job. Because you ain't got to deal with nobody. <laughs> it's pretty easy. You know, yeah, you set up like, yeah, it's cush. It's a, it's a, at a, at a mega church, it's a cush position. Yes, right? especially and, you set up. and the budget. You got a budget. Yo, yo, especially if you get it set up like Hillsong, New York. You got a green room, but like, you know, like uh, catered food, change of clothes. I mean, come on, man. What I got to do with nobody? <laughs> You get you get a budget to work with, and and an uh, and a black card, right? So you could uh, so you could use. Um, yeah. 
Boy, sign me up. But, but, yeah, for real, right? But keeping <laughs> got a little serious for all things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, there, there are times, right? So when, when Jesus sent the disciples out, he sent them two by two. Right. And he just sent them out, right? He just sent them out. When you hear the Great Commission, when you read the Great Commission, right, Jesus isn't saying, you know, I'm going to tell you where to go. And then you're going to go and you're going to do the work, right? Jesus is telling us to go into the world, right? And create disciples everywhere, create disciples, right? Um, You know, pray without ceasing. There are things in scripture, right? When Paul got up and went, he just got up and went. And where he he landed, he set up shop and he preached and he got beat up. He got killed. He got kicked out and he would get back up, go back inside, set up shop. Get back the Lazarus he, pit, right? Did the Lazarus pit? No, uh, there was a time that he that he did like he he died for a couple minutes, um, right? But but the thing is that now I think and I think um, it's more Western culture, right? Where um where we're a little pampered, right? right? We're, we're a little pampered, and um we have things like mega churches. And we have things like budgets, right? And we have things like, you know, celebrity pastors and stuff that is that brings us, that brings to mind, you know, well, you know, my worth is this, or I will do that only for this, or or even the opportunistic side where I will go only if, you know, I get whatever, or in three years I can do whatever, right? And 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 that's not Bible, man. Like that's not that's not Bible. That's not anywhere in the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible, right? Read read um, Fox's Book of Martyrs, and you see what the payment was for um, for the disciples and right. and for other leaders of the faith back in the day. I think right now it's too cush. I think right now we have mission trips. We get mission trips, right? Um, where the mission field is a major city and you're staying at a three-star hotel, like, you know, that's, that's, that's a struggle, right? You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, and and everything is done on social media where it's like, oh, I'm on the mission to feed this child. Look at me. Mission trip. Mission trip 2021. Right. And it's, and it's ridiculous because because the, the, the heart is in the wrong place. And that's not really the call. That's that's just entertainment. Like let's be let's be real. That's entertainment and or vacation, paid by other people. Right. I mean, just I mean, and I'll I'll be a little easier on some of that. Some of that. I, I do get it. Um, I mean, I, I've been on trips where where we the bulk of it was we spent at this children's home, right? And the last night was at a nicer place, and we ate like a nicer meal. And the next day we got on our planes and left. I mean, there is, you know, I remember, I remember, um, I remember one time uh, listening uh, to these kids talk about this mission trip and they were like, yeah, w- these people are so happy. These people are so happy not having anything. And, and I, and I remember it, I remember at the time it kind of bothered me. Right. Cause I was like, well, it's a weird way of, it's a weird way of phrasing it. Like, I know they didn't mean it in a negative, necessarily in a bad way, 
but I, but I think that yeah, we do we do get kind of caught up in well, that's you know, uh, I'm here I'm here comfortable. That's not you know that's those people. Those people are happy, not having anything. I can't be. It's almost like the young ruler, right? It's like oh, so give everything up. Nah, well you know I mean you know come on, I mean, oh, come like, on. just taking things to an extreme, right? Oh, that's too radical. Oh. We are, we are, we are. I mean, as far as ministry stuff, I mean, we are, we are. Um, we've been, we've been warped, right? Because we, we think that we, I think, uh, you know, we always, we always talk about, you know, um, I can't think of the actual, the actual scripture, but it goes, um, you know, like, uh, you know, give, give, was it give, uh, give a pastor his worth or give the something his worth or maybe i'm the laborer, I'm the laborer is, is worth his salary worth his salary i think they use that a lot for pastors right and it's like but then if you look at you know, paul paul kind of worked his hands a little bit right to support himself he didn't he didn't just yeah he was given and he and right he would thank people no thanks for thanks for what you've sent right right but it wasn't an expectation and i think we've 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 come to this this place and you're right, and and I don't know if it's just Western. I I think it's feel I feel like it's probably leaked itself out all over the place now. But, um, you know that's this idea that well, if I'm a pastor, I'm worth my wages, right? So you you should support me. Um, and then it's like you know I remember I'm you know one of the complaints right that people that people have about kind of these bigger churches right is that well that pastor never meets anybody. Right. When my dad was a pastor, he was a pastor at a small church, you know, on Mondays with visitation days, you know, on Tuesdays, he'd go visit, you know, the sick members on Wednesday, you know, and my dad was Bible. I don't know of any pastors that do that anymore. I remember when I was in Massachusetts, I used to go to Massachusetts all the time back in the day. Um, and the church and the pastors that I used to help used to take me with them on like visitations. Right. Right. To the houses of different people that called them because they needed prayer or they needed help with something. And I would go with them and we would go and we would pray for the people. We would do some ministry work, visit. Hey, you just want to know how you were doing. If you need anything, we would go to the supermarket for them and pick up. Like, you know, they were older and they couldn't get out. And I remember my grandmother, my grandmother, I used to go with her on weekends. And this is Puerto Rico. And, you know, a lot of it is mountainous and hills. And we used to walk up these hills. Right? right, with these bags of groceries for like the older people who lived in the jungle and couldn't come out, like to go and or couldn't drive or just were too old or too elderly and too sick, and she would go and she would make them food and feed them, and I'm just like sitting there waiting, right, to then take up the bags and go to the next house or whatever, like you know, right. all all by foot. I don't, you know, I don't know of people or churches that that still do that, like here. Yeah. Yeah, they're there. They're just the smaller churches. I mean, that's just the reality, right? They're the smaller churches. It's almost like, well, all right, Pastor, if, if we're paying you what you're worth, then uh, you got to stop, you know, punching the clock in a little bit here, bro. Start, you know, so you start, start doing some work, right? No. So, so, so check this out. So, so we were yeah. saying how, you know, the Great Commission, Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19, 20, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Right. And surely I'm with you until the end of the age. Right. So that's the Great Commission. Right. And then in Acts 13, 47, it says, hold on a minute. Excuse me, please. It says, for so the Lord has commanded us, saying, 
I have made you a light for the Gentiles that you might bring salvation to the ends of the earth. Right? And then we keep on. Mark, uh, uh, like a, a, a resonation of the Great Commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Isaiah 6, 8, then I heard the, the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And he said, and I said, here am I, send me. First Chronicles 16, 24, declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples, right? So these are just like little verses, just a few, a few verses to show right. you that the calling falls under the mission. Right, Isaiah heard a voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who shall go for us? That's the mission, right? And I said, here I am, send me. That's the call, right? So the calling, yes, do I believe that God or do we believe that God has a calling for everybody, right? Yes, right? Right? We believe that, that there is a calling on the life of every believer to at least, like, you know, go out and do the Great Commission in whatever, however manner that you can do it. Not everybody does the same thing, and those that do the same thing don't do the same thing the same way. I hope you caught up with that. Um, right, right. Right? But the call must always fall under the mission, right? You can't put the call over the mission because then you're just, like, you're... you're Guy at the Siri, you're just yes. a guy. Right? You're just a guy without a plan, right? You're a guy without a plan, right? And the plan is in the mission to go into the world and make disciples of every nation, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching everything that Jesus taught us, right? right. And um, and sometimes we want to put stipulations to the mission, or we want to put a price tag to the mission, right? But there is no price tag. There are no stipulations except for the ones for the ones that are mentioned that Jesus himself mentioned when he made when he when he when he stated the Great Commission. Right. So we were gonna speak about something else. I guess we could push it or just keep it in the keep it in the, the cabinet. Hobby. Keep it in the cabinet of yeah. another time. Because yeah. this, this obviously took precedence because. Because yeah, yeah, inspired by the fact that um that we are going through this thing for church planting and all that, but like just because like I've been I, I planted a, a church before. I've done ministry since I was like 16, 17, right? Really fully in when I since I since I've been 18. Joaquin also, we've been youth pastors, we've done outreach, right. like together we've done outreach, we've done, we we've gone on evangelism tours, like we've done these things like always. And we've never done them for money or never turned down an opportunity to go out and, and preach the gospel or, or share Jesus because there was no money or because the money that was offered, we didn't find it, we didn't deem it worthy enough, right? right? Um, because yes, we are called to preach. We both been pastors. I feel more called to to the pastorship than Joaquin does. Um, right? But that's not to say that if he has to preach somewhere, if I ask him to come with me to help me do ministry somewhere, he's going to say no. Right? Because right. the mission 
is the most important thing that we have as believers. No matter, you know, there are five ministries. If you don't feel that you fall or you have a call to one of those ministries, even without a calling, the mission still stands. Right. right. And the mission is to everybody. When the Ethiopian asked Philip, well, here's some water, right? Why can't I get baptized now? Right? All Philip had to say was, um, who says you can't? Like, let's go. Right? Right. And, and Philip baptized the Ethiopian. Right? Um, but, um, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm getting fired up, but it's late. But, right? Yeah. I, I, this, isn't, this isn't to deter anyone. This is to inspire you. It should inspire you. Because if you feel that God is calling you to something, that you feel God is calling you to preach, to teach, whatever it is that this fall under the, the fivefold ministry, just do it. Do it because whatever your calling is, you do it <clears throat> under the plan. And the plan is the mission. So you do it with the mission in mind, and God will be with you. As he said, he will be with you always, even to the end of the age. Right? So... The only thing I'm going to add to that is, is that, you know... You know, your calling is not your vocation. All right. Your calling is not your vocation. Now, can 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 your vocation ultimately involve your calling? Yes. But your calling is not your vocation. And I think that I think that we all need to start realizing that if you like like earlier we talked, you know, joking about the and this is true because this happened to me twice, where people telling me. God's called me to worship, to lead worship, but they, but they weren't called to lead worship for my little group, right? And, and it's funny, right? Because these are also the same guys, these same guys were like, oh yeah, God's calling me like to do this for the rest of my life. And this is what I'm going to do. It's going to be my, like, like they were looking at it as this is my job. Well, you know, your, your calling is not your vocation. Your calling is not your job. And I think we need to we need to we need to take that and we need to crush it and erase it and move it out the way. We do the calling, right? The mission, like Jay was saying, this, the, the mission for everyone is the same. The calling underneath that mission is different, but it's your calling to the mission. It's not your job to the mission, right? Which means that if if your calling is to preach, but your calling is to preach on Sundays at your little your little church with your 20, 15, 50 members, right? You're doing the Lord's work. If your calling is to preach to a thousand people, right, um, and and that's where God directs and leads you, you're doing the Lord's work. But if you're telling me your calling, my calling is to preach, or my calling is to do worship, or my college is to work with youth, but whatever, but it's to work with a thousand, because God doesn't want doesn't want, you know, God wants the best for me. Right? <laughs> So that now you're not talking about your calling. Those, that's no longer your calling. You've you've perverted. Now it might be your calling, but you've perverted your calling. So now it's not about God's calling you. Now it's about what you want to do, and you're using God as the reason to do it. And that's or there's not, a difference. Or not do it, right? Or not, or not, or not do it. And there and there's a huge difference. I think that I believe in all my heart. If you if if you telling me that God has called you to X, Y, or Z. You will take every opportunity to ex to 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 walk in that calling, and then and then just like people say, you know what? I trust God. You know, just like people say, you know, well, the birds and the birds in the air, 
trust God for their provision, then I'm going to trust God for my provision as I walk in my calling. And if I have to do like Paul and mend tents so I can make some money so I could eat, so I could continue the mission, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's what I do. Now, if God blesses you and allows you to, to fall into a position in a place where you can be paid so that you can fully focus on that calling, right? That's going to happen when you, it always, it's funny how the Bible all ties together, right? How when you've, when you've used the little you have and you've been a good steward of that, right? Then, then you get the blessings. Then you get all the other things that come after it. And guess what? Your blessing might be that you're a pastor of a small bivocational church for 30 years, but when you look back at those 30 years, you see all the pastors that have been launched, all the ministries that have launched. That's your reward. And that's what we, I think that's how we need to start shifting our thinking. The mission is the same. The mission is, is one. The callings are different. Mm -hmm. Right? That's right. The, like I said, the moment you say, well, my calling has to supersede the mission because I got to eat. And it's no longer your calling. You've perverted. You've bastardized right. it. And so let's 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 all you know as we as we think about and as we talk about the calling God has in my life, then how do we walk that calling in our everyday life in the fulfillment of the mission, not worried about how we get to wherever it is we think we should go, but how do we right. get to where God wants us to go? That's it. That's all I got, man. I'm done. Mic drop. All right, so that's the episode for this week. We don't have a title for this because, like I said, we're going to, we're going to talk about something else. Yep. So we don't we don't want to leave without reminding you of two things. Number one, um, that um, that you are loved by God, right? Yeah. That the Lord loves you, and what we're going through is temporary, right? And number two, just a reminder that um, this Tuesday, this Tuesday is the we love. Christian Music Awards. Right? Um, Tuesday at 9 o'clock Eastern, and that's that will be live online at weloveawards.com. I remember, it's with Newsboys, Newsboys United, Ryan Stevenson, We Are Messengers, uh, among others. Among others. Among, we we, yeah, we yeah. do this for New Release Today because, again, New Release Today, the guy behind that, personal friends of ours, but then it's also a partnership we have because that's where we get, you know, the, the new music that, that we share with you guys on the first 30. You know, that, that other podcast we like to talk about so much, right? So watch the We Love Awards at weloveawards.com this Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern. And I hope that what we talked about today um, resonates with you. And any questions, any prayer requests, just type it up in the comments below. Remember to subscribe so that you know when and, and 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 tap on that bell so that you know when our episodes are live. And um and know that you're loved. Yeah, and hit us up on Instagram if you guys wanna chit chat. Yep. So that's it. Thanks for listening. Remember to go to the overflowpodcast.com to subscribe to the podcast on all streaming platforms and catch up on all the links of the week. And don't forget to follow our playlist on Spotify.